Kilaim, Perak Tess, Mishnah Yud, 9.10, and the final mission was Echis Kilaim. This mission has three totally separate topics, uh, the first of which is asked the question, if you have a, let's say, woolen garment and you have um, some bit of linen sewn into it, but that linen that's sewn in is just temporarily sewn in, and even if it's non-essential or non-functional to the garment, um, it still nevertheless constitutes kilaim, and one would not be allowed to wear that woolen garment until one removes that bit of linen thread that's sewn in. So the case that it gives is the case of osos hagarden osos hakovsen, which literally means the letters or signs of the weavers and the letters or signs of the launderers. The idea being, when you give your clothing over to be laundered by the launderer, he would, let's say it was a woolen garment, he would sew in like a, a temporary stitch that has your initials on it or something with, let's say, for argument's sake, linen thread into the into the woolen garment. His plan, of course, is as soon as that's just to identify your clothes from other clothes while he's washing them or if the weaver when he's making them. And then when the, let's say, washing is done, he would remove that linen thread from the woolen garment, take out your initials just temporarily there. But notwithstanding, Asurus Mishum Kilaim, the Mishnah says they're still forbidden to be worn as Kilaim because at least while the thread is the linen thread is sewn into the woolen garment, or vice versa. Um, you have a line in your garment, they're woven together, and that becomes usur. Okay, that's the first topic. The second topic of our mission now is very fundamental. It asks the question, or answers the question, what constitutes something that's sewn together? That is to say, how many stitches or what stitches are required to say that two pieces of fabric are attached. And that will have um, numerous consequences in halacha. So um, for the sake of the picture in your mind, just imagine you have like, say, two two um, sheets, one of wool, one of linen. Um, so they're independent. But now you start taking a thread and, and stitching them, sewing them together. So what would that mean? Just imagine, let's say, you have two parallel sheets. Um, <clears throat> and you take a, a needle and thread and you come, let's say, from the left side, come from the, first the left side of the wool, and then penetrate through to the left side of the linen. So if you imagine now the woolen linen sheets are, are touching each other and they have a, a single thread running through them all the way through from left to right. That's called a, each, that's called tekhiva achas or tekhiva achas, um, that meaning one insertion of the needle. And, uh, the Mishnah says when it comes to considering if those two woolen linen sheets are attached together, a single tekhiva or tchiva, a single um, insertion of the needle would not constitute um, that these a connection that these two sheets of woolen are, are are attached to one to the other. And that's what the Mishnah says here. It says hatochef tchiva achas. If one inserts a single insertion of, of the needle through one side, then enochibor that doesn't constitute the chibor of these two sheets, the woolen sheet together. Now, the first point of the mission here is actually not to do with kilaim at all. The second phrase will be, ve'en ba mishum kilaim, it's not a problem with kilaim yet. But the chibor issue is a question of, of tuman tahara. Uh, when something is muhubar attached, in terms of the legal sense of attachment, it means it shares a single status with respect to both the receiving of tuma and the, you know, becoming tower, the relinquishment of, of a tuma status. So, if something is mechubar, attached, let's, let's say, hypothetically, we're saying these two things are not attached, which means, let's say, for example, you have a, a dead rat, which is the av hatuma. If it touches the, and you have these two sheets 
the worn linen sheet, and they have a single thread going through from one side, from one through to the other, so a single trifa. So then if a dead rat touches the wool, woolen sheet, so the rat was the ab, the woolen sheet is a rishon, but the linen that's touching the wool um, would be, so to speak, if it could be, it would become a shani of the tuma, meaning it doesn't share the same rishon status as the wool. As it happens, there's no such thing, uh, meaning, in fact, though it's a dead rat touched the woolen sheet, so then the wool becomes tame as a rishon, and the linen, even though it's attached, so to speak, physically with a single thread through it, doesn't become tame at all. It stays tahor, um, even though they're touching, because they're, excuse me, even though they're, they're, there's a thread between them because they're not considered being mechubar, they don't share a single status. Um, in contrast, if they had been mechubar, if there was a chibor, as we'll see in what would require, be required to make that happen in a moment. But if it had happened, then the dead rat would touch, let's say, the wool. But since they're mechubar, it's a single garment. And when the wool becomes a rishon, simultaneously, um, so does the linen. In other words, just so to speak, if you have a, you know, if you have a pair of trousers, a pair of pants, and if the left pant leg touches the dead rat, of course, the right pant leg becomes just tell me the left pant leg because it's a single pair of pants. So that's because the pants, you know, the left and right are muhubar, they're attached one to the other. So we're saying here that a single insertion of a needle doesn't affect a chibor so that the wool and linen sheets are not attached and don't share a tumah status. And the same would go in terms of the relieving it of tumah status. So for example, if um, these sheets had been, uh, you know, exposed to a dead, they were in the same room as a dead body and now they were tummy from Tumas Mace. They could be an Avatum and now even. Um, so they're both tummy. If you take the one of the requirements to remove Tuma from garments is sprinkling um, the Mechatas, water with the ashes of the Paranduma. Forget the technicalities, it doesn't matter now. But sprinkling the water onto, let's say, the woolen sheet um, has no relevance on the purification of the linen sheets. They're not attached. Um, if they have been had nechibor, so then you'd sprinkle on one or the other and would be equally effective for both, much as if you sprinkle on the left pant leg, the right pant leg becomes on top or just much the left pant leg. So a nechibor means there's no attachments for tumor purposes, both the transmission, sharing of tumor status, or the relieving it of tumor status, by a single trifa, a single thrust of the needle. Ve'en ba'mashum kilayim. Second point is that there's no problem with kilayim here. If one, you know, had, one could wrap those garments around his arm um, the two sheets of woolen linen, since they're not attached, even with a single thread, doesn't constitute attachment. Single trifa, single thrust of the needle, and therefore there's no kilayim problem. And third of all, vashomta b'shabas patur. If one would, would now detach the wool from linen sheets, let's say rip them apart, or undo that thread, that single um, thread insertion, on Shabbos, even for the constructive purpose of tending to like re-sew it in, a, in another way, so when you tear things apart, um, <clears throat> fabric apart for the sake of retying it again, and that's the malacha doraisa of korea, of tearing, and it's an isra doraisa, which carries the regular liabilities of all Shabbos violations in the doraisa. But the point here is that if you just have a single insertion of the thread going through from the wool to linen, if you pull that apart on Shabbos, you're not liable in the doraisa because they never, never were attached in the first place. So that's not called being korea, not tearing them apart. On the other hand, which means literally if you make both of its ends on a single side, so then we have two thrusts of the needle. You took the 
wool and linen sheets. He took that thread and needle and thread and you inserted it once going from left to right. And then he inserted a second time going back from right to left. So now you have both the both ends of the needle and thread on the same side of the two. And they've been sort of each, they've had two insertions, one in and one out of the needle and thread. Um, so provided that, according to the Bartonora, provided that you then tie the two ends together into a knot. So now you've established with that in and out again, that single stitch that was tying the ends together. Now you've uh, formally attached halachli these two sheets. And now, in contrast to the first cases, um, first of all, chibur, they are connected in terms of tumah tahara, so they're shared tumah status, from the dead round one to the other, or the, the mechatas, the sprinkling of the, the red heifer ashes, water, um, they get purified one to the other, so at the same time. Vyeshba mashum kilaim, now there is a kilaim prohibition on this garment, so you couldn't wrap the wool and linen sheets over your arm because they're attached with a single stitch. Vashon to b'shabas chayev, if one would rip them apart on Shabbos for the sake of constructive use, he'd be liable to bring a chatas, etc. He's breaking Shabbos into Raisa. Um, yeah, and that's that. Okay, that's Allah. Rabbi Yehuda, however, Omer Adshi Shalesh. Rabbi Yehuda says, no, um, in and out is not enough. You have to go in and out and in again, meaning you go, you know, three three insertions from left to right, right to left, and left to right again. Um, he, Rabbi Yehuda, does not require that the ends be tied together. Um, it's sufficient just the three um insertions of the needle, the thread, to constitute a chibor. Um, but again, the halacha is like the previous shita, that you need to do it just once in, once out, two insertions, but according to the bartender anyways, you must tie the two ends together to a knot to form a formal connection. Fine. The last case the mission is a really like a, a loose end, if you'll forgive the pun. Um, we talk here about hasak kupa when it comes to a, a sack. Sack is made of um, goat hair, like a, a sack made of goat hair or something like that. Bakupa, kupa is like a basket, like a wicker basket. Mitzdarf and the kilaim, they combine for kilaim. So according to Bartanura, the case is quite an unusual case. Let's say you just had two utensils, a sack and a wicker basket. But let's say you had attached them, let's say handles made out of fabric. Let's say, I don't know what, for hanging them on the wall or something. And one of them, let's say your sack had a woolen handle, woolen fabric attached to the sack. And your kupa, your basket, had a linen fabric attached to it, uh, you know, and then you, you, um, tied those together or sewed those, you bound those, you, you know, sewed them together or wove them together. The wool linen ends. So then the whole sock and the whole kupa all become part of the kilaim problem. Uh, meaning just like for argument's sake, you couldn't cover yourself with the sack to keep warm because that would be kilaim. Even though there's no actual, let's say, you know, there's no, let's say linen on you at all. The linen's all on the kupa side and the, and the, and the, and the touching you, it doesn't matter. Um, they are mitzaref. The whole thing becomes one kli, one utensil, and it has kilim in it, so the whole kli is forbidden to use to cover you, to keep you warmer, you know, cat on your back and something like that. And that's how the Bartonor learns. Unusual, but that, that's how he learns, like many other Rishonim. The Rama has a totally different shot in this in this uh, last line of the Mishnah. It, he understands it totally differently, which is if you'd have kilim inside, like a wool linen woven together, but it's inside a basket or inside a sack, doesn't matter, says he. You wouldn't be able to carry that basket or sack on your back or on your legs to keep you warm, even though there's no fabric touching you directly at all. You just got like the sack or the kupa, the, the basket. Since within it is kilaim, somehow they they unify and combine the kilaim inside the basket to make it a single kind of cleave that constitutes uh, kilaim. But again, that's the Rama's approach. 
Um, the Shulchan Aruch actually does postulate the former approach. Like that is to say, the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, if you'd have the strange case of the sack and the basket, each with fabrics of wool and respectfully, and then combine sewn together, one would not be allowed to cover his legs, let's say, for warmth with the sack since it's attached to a basket that has you know, wool or linen, wool linen combined. And with that, we finish Mesechus Kilaim, Sot Mesechus Kilaim, and Bez Hashem, next we will begin Mesechus Shvius.